What it is, gamers. This is episode five of Gaming Vessels. You've got this pop, our E3 episode popped and locked in your auditory canals. My name is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71. And right along with me in the digital studio is the Bay Area Terra, Nemo Cub, a.k.a. Dez. What's going on, man? Hey, everybody. Just got that E3 hype. Can't wait to talk hype. about it. I would say hype train, but another podcast does that <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> and also in the studio, we have Joe Fongul, a.k.a. Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming. What's going on, bro? What's going on, guys? Now, uh, E3. E3. I love it. <laughs> and quick question, we're quick just... question. Quick question. So do you guys... Yeah, so I've never been to E3, and I know you guys are like seasoned E3. I've never been either. I thought you one of No, there's only one of us that has been. Oh, that's just... I thought... I thought I thought you had been before, Kevin, but it's just, no. it was just Joe. So Joe, this, this question is directed at you. Do you, are you, are you miss it? Do you, do you miss it? I, when was the last time you went to E3? Uh, I went to E3 two years ago, 2015. So mm. I wound up getting a free pass from, of all places, Sharukin.com. <laughs> so, wow. okay. and uh, like an internet kind of thing. Cause prior I went to uh, E3 from 1996 through, I think, 2003. Damn. So I've been to that many E3s. Uh, first E3, I snuck in on a fake business card. Wow. <laughs> so, Go on, Jeff. Yeah, because, cause, I, just because so our listeners know, uh, before E3 was, was open to the public, it was an industry show only. And so, you know, if you were press or, or if you were um, a developer, you were able to go. Um, and so it wasn't open to the general public. So a lot of, you know, fanboys, you know, would... Uh, would would uh, um, would do uh, less than scrupulous uh, ways to get in, and Joe, you know, was was one of those, you know, one of those scoundrels that got in. So, well, b- back in 1996, uh, a GameStop manager uh, did a business card for me, and ooh, on her color printer at the time. So. Wow! And uh, the the name of my company was Video Game Central. It was a store in Fresno, California. So, jeez. <laughs> And so, yeah, Simpler I times, played, y'all. It, played it to the tilt. In fact, uh, I, I loved the fact that my first E3, they gave me a uh, exhibitor badge by mistake. They gave me a little ribbon, a purple ribbon that said exhibitor. So I actually got to walk out on the floor prior to them letting people in. Jesus, so, look at Joe. <laughs> so, and uh, it was something magical to walk in there and um, actually just to be able to um, play nights without anyone around. This is like Sega Saturn nights. And uh, it was just, it was just cool. It was magical. So, you were, you were in gamer yeah, heaven. Cool. Something like that. Yeah. So, so, but, but to my question, do you miss it? Do you miss not going or? Uh, when I went a couple of years ago and I went by myself, it was just, it was, it was okay. It's just waiting in line for stuff. Um, you know, obviously since I wasn't part of the press, like I was when, cause after that first year, I kind of snuck my way in. I, uh, st- was writing for a website, uh, gamingage.com, which still exists. Uh, and pretty much I went in as press and enough. So I flew to Atlanta for the two E3s that were in Atlanta too, as well. So, so, and, um, just making a killing that 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 what is it that fake business you know 
was making yes. a killing. But uh, to me, at that point in time, uh, everything was magical because it was just, you know, it was just, you know, w- the way to see, like, it was the showcase for the industry where now we have packs, we have, you know, uh, PlayStation Experience, we have other, you know, uh, smaller shows that kind of celebrate gaming and that kind of thing you know so um yeah, it's a lot more uh, it's a lot more in everyone now because like i you know when i was going to comic-con they had a they had gaming there nintendo had a huge presence there as well as you know sony and capcom so so it's not it, it i think that just says so much about the internet and how you know just being online and how gaming has just really crept up into you know people's consciousness even more so even more so yeah. if you can believe that yeah, it was kind of going to Mecca a little bit. I remember my first E3, I was at, actually at Atlas's booth asking why they weren't bringing out Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner to the U.S. I wanted that game so bad at the time and just be able to sit there and talk with people. I remember sitting talking with Victor Ireland from Working Designs, too, for a little bit about just the biz and that kind of thing. So cool. so there's a lot, of, a lot of memories. And then the whole Dreamcast launch and... You know, afterwards, after I got out of the press, I stopped writing because, you know, I had my life to live and I got kind of bored of it. Um, I was still sneaking my way in throughout the <laughs> uh, early 2000s. So yeah. it was quite, quite easy to sneak your way in. In fact, uh, we gave ourselves wonderful, like, you know, assistant manager. I remember one guy was a janitorial uh, engineer and the other guy was the assistant janitorial engineers so, wow. on the E3 badge. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and they actually t- accepted the well. game ti- the title of the uh, thing. So assistant janitor- janitorial engineer. Yes. Well, you know, back in the day, you know, people were just like, oh, okay, whatever. Again, again, it's the testament to how, how big uh, video games are nowadays. It's just, the, it's a huge industry. So... Absolutely. It is a huge industry, and we got a good glimpse of the hugeness of that industry by some, well, from impressive from the amount of content shown uh, collectively from some of the biggest names in the industry. So uh, what do you say, fellas? We just jump right into it. Um, up first was EA. Um, just real quick, my initial impressions on EA... I don't expect much from them. I uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. I have it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm 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 being honest. I don't expect much from them. I haven't really been big on EA. Uh, gosh, for a number for quite a few years actually. The uh, the Need for Speed series has gone to poop, mm-hmm. in my opinion, which was a series I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, was per- at its peak. Especially enjoyed Hot Pursuit 2. And I've never been a sports guy, so the last Madden I played was maybe 94, Madden 94, 95, maybe. <laughs> On the Genesis, yes. <laughs> On the, yes, actually, I rented a Genesis, and uh, I think me and Damon rented a Genesis, and the video store that we rented it from, uh, if memory serves, included a copy of that of that game as part of your, you know, it's a way to jack up the rental price, but it was the only place that uh, I knew about that rented system. So I don't think I, I don't think I ever played a Madden game actually. 
know. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, and while we're on the topic of football, the last here's how it goes, folks. The last football game that I played and absolutely enjoyed was in television football. Uh, and wow. <laughs> yeah. Six, not even six, not yeah, even six defensive mobile. plays, six defensive plays, uh, six offensive plays. Didn't really have to understand the game at all. No audibles, none, no offsides, none of that stuff. <laughs> and it was just red versus blue. And yeah. that was extremely fun. Uh, and that's where my sports interests ended with actually all the sports games that I had for in television were super fun because you didn't know how to, you didn't need to understand the sport in order to play. But before I go too far deep into the Intellivision memory lane, uh, EA, um, I have to say I am of the games that they showed and I'm only just going to mention two real quick and I'll, I'll let you guys give your, your impressions Um, uh, Need for Speed. What is it? Vengeance. Uh, I don't know what, what it was what's called. The, what's, what's the code name? What's what's the subtitle? I I, I didn't forgot already. I you know I I looked. I, I mean I watched it and I looked at it and I guess you get to play you get to play three different protagonists, uh, two guys and a girl and you're and you basically just have to do certain different heists and and um. I don't know. I, just, I was looking at it. Uh, I think it's a uh, Need for Speed Payback. Is, was payback. The, okay. Was payback. the name of it? And I'm just. I, right. I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, you know, I get it. Fast and the Furious, huge franchise. Um, a little bit of Burnout Three, tied, you know, dashed in a, a, in the cheek and gum there. Yeah, the, you know. And I'm like, okay, you know, they're 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 really speaking to a specific, you know. I, I feel sort of a, a pseudo niche market only because like there's people that like racing games and the people that like kind of heist games. And, and I mean, the one thing about that, that really kind of was like, oh, maybe this would be kind of fun for, for, for like an afternoon or like a rental would be um, just because you can kind of crash mode sort of, that's what it looked like. Like you can crash into stuff, but, but this narrative driven, you know, driving around chasing people. Like, I don't know. It seems like they, it needs just a little bit more um, to make it compelling or just go back to being just like a straight-up racing game. I don't know. Just, like, I think this is one of those series where, where by trying to interject well, – sorry, by trying to inject story into it might actually hurt it because, because the one thing that the need for speed, you know, movies have is they have these actors you know this is what someone i was i was watching something and some one of the commentators was talking about that they're like you know the need for speed has actors and that's compelling to play like these are just some nobodies and and do you really do people really think that the story for need for speed is going to be that compelling you know so it's like i, I don't know just i i, I want to encourage them to try to do more for the genre but but i think it'd be really cool if we were to have like an actual full-fledged you know, create a character, you know, and you have to, a part of your, you know, thing is, is, is having to race your car, you know, like if it was this kind of like, sort of like, um, Mad Max, sort of, you know, where, where, where it, it's able to, um, take car culture and, and then actually do an RPG around it, you know, where, where, where cars are, are an integral part of the story, but then you're able to, make a character you know part of the story so if you were able to kind of like 
do a very car centric Grand Theft Auto or or something like that uh, might be a way to do it. Um, but I don't know. Just just I, I was just watching. I was just watching it, and I was like, okay, you know, you need to play these three different people and these probably three very convoluted, you know, tales of these <laughs> three people. And I was just like, okay, I don't know. Just I, it it just didn't speak to me, you know. Well, yeah. the one thing that was kind of interesting was the relics uh, aspect. You find all you find these old junkers, like you can find like a sixty-eight two two eighty Z or a. 67 firebird or a number of different you know rusted out husks out in the game world and you can bring them to your garage and you can customize those any way you see fit you know you can turn a you know a firebird into an off-road vehicle or you can turn a you know 68 ford truck into a a drag racer you know but that's cool though like that that's that's cool Yeah, yeah i do like that but the I think it's kind of, at least for me, it's that aspect is going to be in the background of yep. this three-person Fast and the Furious wannabe <laughs> type storyline that I'm not really going to care a whip about. And all of the cool stuff that I'm going to want to do with the cars that I create from those relics is going to be pushed way in the background. And I'm going to have to do all this uh, you know, ancillary crap with these three people I don't care about in order to unlock all the cool stuff with the relic instead of building the whole game around the relic aspect, you know? Yeah. Uh, th- th- you know, that's just me. <laughs> well, maybe, like, you know, take a look at the crew, too, from Ubisoft, which we'll probably talk about later in the show on that you know because you know racing unfortunately you know if it's not sim it's not good enough to develop anymore and it's just kind of a sad thing in a way it's very sad you know i I miss my arcade racers so do i (laughs) but they also showed um anthem Oh. <laughs> they showed Anthem, and those are the only two games that I had any degree of interest in. Anthem a whole lot more, obviously, than uh, uh, than the Need for Speed, but Anthem seems to be a what would what would you want a, a des- trying to be a Destiny rival. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, maybe not as in depth. We don't know what the whole story is. We don't know what the lore of the world is yet. But you know, at the end of that gameplay, you know, they picked up a legendary weapon. I mean, I mean, who started that, right? <laughs> you know, the, who started doing doing that type of thing? At least on consoles. Uh, you know, for me, you know, there's probably other games that did it beforehand. For me, it was Destiny. But uh, Running around in mech suits, different mechs for different purposes, it seems. You have, you know, your scouts, your heavy tank uh, type mech suits, you know, laying in heavy damage. And, you know, I would just assume there's probably a support type mech, you know, mech suit in there as well. A lush, beautiful environment. Uh, Yeah, I want to play it. It it kind of reminded me of uh, the best parts of Mass Effect multiplayer, if I cared about Mass Effect, with Destiny. 
it, it just it just kind of had that kind of seemed to have that that uh, that vibe going on. So, uh, what did you guys think of it? Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I I personally have two words for it, and those two words are third person. Yes, I am so excited <laughs> for it being third person. Again, I've said it before, and I will say it again. I am not a first person guy. I will play them because they're because like I had fun with Destiny, but generally I do not like first person shooters so to have a third person type of you know destiny like game just was amazing it looked great it uh it felt good uh the one problem that i had and uh some of the people that i some of the other you know uh podcasts i listened to and some of the uh vlogs on uh youtube were really talking about um, comparing this to Mass Effect, uh, Andromeda, and how a lot of the the, the people, because you know, I guess there was a Kotaku article that came out detailing the uh, turmoil that the that the people working on Mass Effect Andromeda went through in order to get this property out, to get this game out, and it seems like to me, if you look at the UI for Anthem and you look at the bottom. Uh, neither of you, I don't think either of you have played um, Mass Effect Andromeda, but when you look at the UI for Anthem, at the bottom, it looks like there's three like power attacks you can do, and it looks like the setup for the UI is is for very familiar to Mass Effect. So I'm looking at this game, and I'm looking at, you know, and I'm thinking, was this what Mass Effect Andromeda was supposed to be? Um, people have alluded to that. And I'm wondering, it's like, you know, what's going on? Because and then you look at those facial animations uh, for for that one guy. Because when you, when you're walking through the city, it's it's first person, and then which I'm hoping it's not a reverse destiny. And which when you when you're in the city, it's first person. When you're out and about, it's third person. Because that would be just oh, that'd be too much for me. <laughs> but <laughs> but the guy's face, you know, using the frostbite engine. You know, because supposedly the frostbite engine is really good for combat, but not very good for like um, for uh, doing face facial animations and whatnot. But that that face, you know, for the guy giving the quest looked pretty good. So I don't know. It's just I'm just like, okay, you know, is 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 this where all of that talent and and money and time went into? And, and Mass Effect got the short end of the stick. I, I don't know. But I, I'm eagerly awaiting Anthem though because it looks it looks like a game that's right up my alley. It's four player instead of three, so that is something that it has above Destiny. I hope that it is not. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I know I'm probably going to get booed in the comments, but I hope that it does not have PvP. I hope that it doesn't. Um, I hope that it is a a four player mech RPG where you can actually that's another thing people were freaking out about it's like why are they making like why are they making a um uh, a destiny a quote-unquote destiny like you know shooter game aren't they known for their for their rpgs is this going to be an rpg or is this going to be like you know running around with your friends so i think people are having a i just don't think people know what to make of anthem yet you know which is a good thing and a bad thing 
It's been in development for a long time. I mean, uh, they talked about this game being as Project Dylan, um, and it's mentioned that it's been in development for four years, possibly even five years. So, which is just as long as Mass Effect, though. That's the thing. It's just as long as Mass Effect. Yeah. And it's like, but they're able to do this with that game, and then they weren't able to do that with Mass Effect. It's just well, it's just because it's two separate teams, and you know, I know yeah, that. Yeah, but a uh, lot of the teams came from a lot of the teams were pulled off of Mass Effect to make this game. Yeah, you know, I know. And I was just like, what the hell, you know? Uh, so I don't know. But again, Mass Effect is already out. This game is what is what we're heading towards, and I'm excited. So what were you saying, yeah. Joe? Joe? Well, one thing I was excited about the game, and then you know, you you can compare it to Destiny all you want. It's just an action adventure game, and it's a shooter, and you know, it's just one thing that kind of stuck out to me was the verticality of everything. The um, you know, being able to look above and see that there's you know places you could jet up, and then the, the whole diving underwater thing. Yeah, the flying. Too. Yeah, it kind of stuck out to me a little bit as something that's uh, you know kind of unique on there you know because it's you know what games give you an option to you know move as high vertically in in the gameplay space and also to be able to dive in and dive underwater too as well so not a lot yeah that's why it seems more to me like an almost like an action adventure almost an rpg versus uh uh, maybe a combination of a shooter and a role-playing game uh, versus it being more of a you know p player versus player kind of thing which i'm hoping at least if you want it to be that way desmond of course hope it comes out to fruition as being more of the focus on that but we'll have to see if it's more story driven or if it's uh, gonna have everything in the nutshell you know so yes i'm i'm definitely looking forward to it um i'm very interested in learning about learning about more as uh, the the E3 conference continues because it technically hasn't started yet. It actually starts tomorrow. So there's going to be some more information, I'm sure, discussed in the coming days. Um, We can't talk about EA without mentioning Star Wars, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> I got to tell you, um, I called uh, the first Battlefront Battle Fraud because it did not have a campaign. Yeah, anything. It, in, in, my, in my head, and, and this is just me, I get it. A lot of people love the multiplayer. Awesome. You know, God bless, game on. But when you give me a Star Wars title, I need to have a campaign. That, that's just, I play, you know, I'm interested in the Star Wars IP for the, for the main purpose of seeing these stories take place in a universe that was a major part of my growing up as a child. Um, I, you know, I, I, I want to experience, you know, some character that's working alongside Han Solo or, plotting against Darth Vader or, or whatever it is. And that's why I couldn't get into the first Battlefront game. This game, however, and I kind of sort of wish they would have actually shown some gameplay in the campaign, so I am cautiously optimistic. But there seems to be a what could be a strong story component uh, to Battlefront 2, and I'm happy to see that. 
they had the uh, protagonist or antagonist. Uh, I, I don't know how she, what, how she starts out or how it ends up uh, uh, on stage. Uh, just talking about that a little bit during the uh, uh, Battlefront Two discussion for EA. Um, I'm hoping. I am hoping that it is just not wonderful, wonderfully directed, beautifully artistically rendered cutscenes merged with arena bots from basically playing <laughs> against the multiplayer in the you know in the multiplayer uh levels fighting against bots i'm hoping that's not what it is cautiously optimistic the game does look beautiful the multiplayer aspect does look fun but it's got to have that robust robust campaign uh, otherwise, I'm out. So, what do you guys think? I'll let you go for that, Joe. What do you think? Well, I'm not a Star Wars fan for one, so I mean, I have the first Battlefront. I have not even you know, played it for like I bet 30 minutes. So it's like Star Wars is not ingrained with me like a lot of other nerds out there. So, um, I, if it's a good multiplayer shooter, I will check it out as far as campaign and in lore and including <laughs> all the. Uh, Star Wars uh, lore between what the uh, old movies and the new movies. I don't care. It's not. It's not in my wheelhouse. It doesn't speak to me. I'm gonna keep playing Destiny two and keep rocking on. I'm assuming so. That's that's my opinion. I kind of as soon as the Star Wars stuff came up, thirty minutes of Star Wars. I'm like, okay, and this is my time to multitask while watching this. So. <laughs> wow. Um, I just say it, but Joe's right. You know, I I I love Star Wars. I think it's great. But I just don't want to see. I just don't want to see Star Wars Battlefront. You know, I just don't. Mm-hmm. Eh, just it's kind of meh for me. I'm waiting. I, like I keep hearing, there's like three Star Wars games in you know in in production. Three raw, three raw. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Battlefront. No, Battlefront. no. <laughs> so I want, I want, an, I want an RPG. You know, Star Wars. Which kind of sort of, which kind of sort of adds to my apprehension with the quote unquote campaign with this game. How much of an effort are they going to go through with building impressive gameplay mechanics uh, in a single player campaign for a game that's predominantly known for its multiplayer? Probably the chance is fairly is fairly low. Uh, you know, you're dealing with the same thing like a uh, first, you know, uh, single player campaign in Call of Duty or Battlefield. You know, it's the same thing, in my opinion. And uh, until Dice kind of proves otherwise, uh, hopefully it does have all the bells and whistles for Star Wars fans out there. But uh, whether it's going to be 15 hours, I don't think it's going to be 15 hours. I, I don't don't think so. So, but they could prove me wrong. Who knows? And if mm. they do, well, you know. Hats off, you know. I'm wh- whoever the Star Wars fans are out there. If they're happy, then you know, by all means, I'm not ready to, you know, piss in your coffee or anything. I'm not hating or anything. No, I, no. I hope that everything works out for the game. I hope it's the best Star Wars game ever for the Star Wars fans out there. So yeah, I mean, you know, Star Star Wars was was a big part of of my growing up, but the I guess the the franchise that defined my childhood was Tron, and I don't even want to talk about the second Tron movie. That that was that was an abortion <laughs> yeah. on film. Let's, let's uh, do that one. 
Yeah, that one alone. So, but uh but moving on from Battlefront, uh we got to look at a game called A Way Out, which I called Uncharted Meets Prison Break. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know about that one. Like I don't know about that game. Like do you, like do you have to have a second person to play it? Cuz like if you Yeah, don't, you have to have a second see, person uh, to play it. Yes. See, mm-mm. Either <laughs> online or uh, oh, but, oh, it's, oh, oh it's online. Co-op. Okay, okay, it's online. Okay, cool. Because I was just thinking, you're like, so what? So wait a minute. So you literally have to sit there online and wait for someone to play with you for this game. Wow, and it's also that's... couch co-op too. So no, 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 yeah. no. You, you don't understand, Joe. You don't understand. Yeah, like, come on. What do these people live alone? Like, and, and or or like your partner's not going to sit there and play this breakout game with you, probably. You know? Come on. <laughs> yeah. You want someone to well, sit in the lobby for like an hour waiting for someone to come in by chance to play? I mean, that's really pushing the boundaries of like play together. Like, I really hope this game is a success, though, because I think it's a cool idea. But damn, if I have to rely on someone else, you know, or, or people could be able to drop in and out or or like what if they have to go? Like, is the game yeah, just over? Yeah, they have to go then. Yeah, the I guess matchmaking over. and. Find Damn. someone else. Hopefully, you could be able to play with. But can you save? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not sure how the brothers' uh, tale of two sons worked because this is the same developer that yeah. did that I never game. Played that. I never I have, played it. Either. I have it on my library, but I never played it either. I mean, I think it's a great. I think it's a great thing, and I think it's probably going to be cool. But damn, that's that's. I think that's kind of asking a lot, don't you guys? Well, you know what? It, it it's it's kind of it's kind of weird because remember Halo Five. One of the one of the reasons why it was panned by Halo purists was that it did not have co-op. Uh, I mean, couch co-op rather. And I think there is a certain subset of gamers that want to have that couch co-op experience. If this is a title that can be forged to meet that subset's need. I think that's a good thing. Um, I don't know. Well, I'll say this. It would probably be a lot easier to get a hold of one person and say, hey, you think we can cut, we can set aside 45 minutes, an hour, two hours to play this game together, as opposed to what you had to do in Destiny raiding, you know, trying to get six people together. to do a raid, you know, I think it's easier to, the fewer people you need to, to match schedules with the better. And if this is something that, uh, uh, a couple can do, you know, best friends, roommates can do, you know, sitting, sitting in chairs side by side, you know, all the better. Um, but looking at it, it, it's kind of, I don't know if it's a game that I would per- I'm personally interested in. Um, I kind of like my my adventures to be solo experiences. You know, I'm an I'm an Uncharted guy. I'm an Assassin's Creed guy. Uh, when it comes to those types of adventure games, where you're not dependent depended on another person to get through the story, but I do appreciate the fact that there this is a game that is going to meet meet a need that that some some gamers have said you know we want more couch co-op stuff and you know i i think that's cool so i'll I'll give them kudos for trying to meet that 
Joe, what are your thoughts? Oh, I'm. It will be a cool game to play. I mean, as far as the way I like to play, I do like my solo gameplay as well, just like Kevin, you know. And this is, you know, something to where it's not a $60 big budget title. It's going to be like a $20 downloadable title on there. Something that, you know, will possibly change the way. At least it's it's not going to be a full course meal. It's something to where if I want to share this with someone, like say with my wife, or maybe if you if you're over you know or if you if you're over to Kevin to be able to play this on the couch I think it, playing this online with randoms doesn't scream out to me as something that um, unless I'm really open to open up uh, you know uh, a line for chat and to be able to just work with someone directly and to be able to try to communicate and do that effectively. Um, but, uh, I, with all the games I have to play and everything about that, me taking the time out to do that and to be able to play this game the way it's meant to be played, it's meant to be played couch co-op in my opinion. So, so we'll have to see though, when it comes out, if, if one of us decides to buy it, maybe we'll, you know, take turns. We'll see how it goes, see what kind of experience we do have with it. So, yeah, yeah. So does anybody have any additional comments with for EA's press conference? No. I mean, just stand out for me was Anthem. Can't wait. Um, bring it. Let's do this. Like I'm Anthem bandwagoner. Let's I, I, I want more. I, I wanna I want create I wanna be able to create my character. I want, you know, it to be a fully fleshed role playing adventure in which my friends you know can pop in and out of my game or i can pop in and out of their game or or whatever you know however it's gonna be like i'm 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 sold let's do this oh, i hear you you put you putting your cash down already i am look, take look, my money this is <laughs> take good. it take it but no but, pre-orders uh, the next huh but no pre-orders no 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 pre-orders uh-uh. <laughs> Uh, come on, you get into betas. Come on, you get into the beta. You get the betas anyway. Come on now. I know. <laughs> well, all right. The next press conference up is the 3,000-pound gorilla of uh, question mark shape gorilla, rather. That is Microsoft's press conference. Scorpio, soon to be known as Xbox One X. If you can hear me rolling my big... eyes, <laughs> my eyes through this, through hey, this microphone. Hey, it doesn't sound so bad now, it does it. Mm. it I, I'm just saying. I mean, okay, Scorpio was part of the vernacular. A lot of people thought I sounded cool. You know, I was I was down with Xbox Prime, but One X. Yeah, I don't think anybody likes that. <laughs> for as far as a name goes, it but uh, similar to One S. I mean. Well, a lot of people yeah. were a lot of people online were saying it's it, it comes off as them trying to be cute because it's uh, X O X or B O X O X, so it's kind of kisses and hugs, kisses and hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Oh X-O, gosh, yeah. X O X O X O. Yeah, so I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't think it's fun. <laughs> Scorpio was such a better name. Scorpio had much more of a punch than Xbox One X. I don't know. 
Like as long, as long as it gets rid of the stupid M's on Twitter with the little scorpion tail, I'm cool. So yeah, the 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 cult of the cult of emoji. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of yes. over the emoji cult right now. I was, but seriously, I was mad about it when when that was the name. I was like, ugh, ugh. I was just like, ugh. like well, I saw seriously. an article and they were saying that okay, they thought about Xbox One Elite, but they already released an Xbox One Elite bundle with the elite controller so that was out and then they said that xbox one scorpio they said they would have a hard time obtaining a copyright for it that's their excuse for not naming it xbox one scorpio so they settled on xbox one x to me and you can't um, copyright next i guess <laughs> i know i guess not oh, these people these people you know what probably there's probably some guy in a boardroom named named Jared and Jared was like why can't we just keep it the Scorpio and they're like damn it Jared get out of here and he's like no and Jared got fired there's been so many projects like you know between what project dolphin for the gamecube and uh you know what was the dolphin uh, was a terrible name we... <laughs> sorry like, yeah i mean i don't name. know but scorpio like like I would, I would be a proud owner of the Xbox Scorpio. That sounds, it sounds awesome. Just the imagery alone sounds amazing. Like there's just like I get no image. Like I think it's great that it's the smallest, like you know, console, you know, of the of the new generations. It's it's hella small. It's super powerful. It just it like. Like the specs are like through the roof. Like I think it's great. Yeah, you know, vapor, vapor cooling. You know, all that stuff. So. But damn, it just doesn't. the The name doesn't. The name doesn't uh, offer a sense of of um. Like I was saying before, the name doesn't uh, doesn't make it not distinct enough. No, no, think, not distinct. It doesn't. It doesn't add an air of like, you know, of. Of um, I can't remember, I can't I can't think of the word, but it's just it, it it's not enough, you know. Xbox, it, you know, it, it, it's X not prestige not. enough for this. Yeah, carry exactly. Enough. Especially with that price point. Come on, I was right about that price point. Four ninety nine. Come on, you come on. Yeah, but uh, I'm debating about getting one. I mean, uh, it just depends. I know, I know. I got two hundred dollars in GameStop space bucks. Yeah, better get to flipping, yeah. sir. You better get and, the boomeranging and flipping and just—I <laughs> don't know. You got what? You got a—you got, you got half a year. Come on now, do it. I, I think between what uh, you know, it just depends on the trade in value for the Xbox One too. Oh, you're you're you know? really serious about it. Look at him. You see? You hear that, Kevin? Just the wheels are just turning in his mind. He's just like, well, if I do this, and then if I if I flick that around, and <laughs> I tell you right okay. now, y'all. He will own one of these. He will. Uh, maybe, maybe not. He will. So. Mark my maybe, words. Maybe, maybe not. Episode, by episode 25 or episode 30, he'll, he'll own one, I tell you. That's just my thought. You know, I really believe that. I really believe that you will own one. Because why not? You know, especially when the <laughs> price comes down. I mean, that's the introductory price. You know, it's mm, I don't know if the price is going down anytime soon. So, and you you kind of figure what five hundred bucks? Eh, you know, I I told myself after the they showed the console after the presser uh, that I would think about if I used it more and if um like if I'm looking at footage of 
like on Digital Foundry and other sites as far as comparisons, whether you know it would speak out to me as being something that's in my wheelhouse because you know all the games that they show are available on xbox one s you know they're available on the regular xbox one and so yeah you know to me buying an xbox one now especially with all the different uh, indie games that were you know either console launch exclusive or exclusive um is enough for me to say that i'm glad i own xbox one at least on there and to me like someone like yourself desmond that has not bought an xbox might even encourage you to just buy a regular xbox one s because of the fact that you own a 4k tv and it's 249.99 yes they're dropping that price down yes once they once they said hey all all of our stuff is backwards compatible i'm like all right y'all you, 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 the, the people who have the money, who have that, the bucks, you know, and the, and the, to be able to afford that, that item, that luxury item of an Xbox X one, uh, X, whatever, Xbox one X, go yes. buy it, have fun, <laughs> buy it. I'm going to, I'm probably going to, um, when Crackdown three comes out, I'm probably going to buy an Xbox one plug it up to my regular, you know, 1080p TV and enjoy the hell out of it. No, there I'm not. Go. I don't <laughs> I have no desire. I do not need to keep up with the Johnsons, you know, because I'm still enjoying these games and they're going to look they're going to look crispy too. So, I'm I'm cool. I'm really cool with it. You know, that that, that was the best thing that when when they when they revealed that, the best thing that I got from that was the price drop on the on the Xbox One? I was like, "Oh, all right, cool. I'm buying an Xbox now. Thank you." And <laughs> pretty much, Crackdown comes down November seventh, so you could probably wait a couple of weeks for Black Friday and and reap the rewards. I could say, probably. Look at him. So. Look at him. Get this. I, I love how your mind works, Joe. What do you think, Kevin? <laughs> like, do you are are you like what? Are you gonna get one? I mean, are you gonna are you gonna bite the I'm- bullet? I'm getting one for two reasons. Oh, one, wow. okay. I, I've I'm got e- I've got enough GameStop space bucks to cover the cost. Oh damn, do it. That's number one. There you go. Number two, they have original Xbox games coming to backwards compatibility, and I am an OG Xbox fanboy. Huh? And but I have to say this. If one of those two factors, if those two factors weren't part of the equation, there is no way in hell I'd pay five hundred dollars for that console. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, it, it, it's just, it's just not happening. There, and, and here's, and here's something. I know a lot of people give Sony flack for showing stuff that's two years out, three years out, you know, five years, twenty years. Oh, we'll be playing that on PlayStation Six. <laughs> well, here's the deal. One of the reasons why they do that is so you don't constantly go into every E3 or every uh, industry show wondering, well, is my purchase of this console going to be justified or not? We went in knowing what Sony was trying to get together. The only the only thing up in the air, and we'll get to Sony in, 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 in a while, but the only thing that's up in the air is dates. We know what they're working on. With Microsoft, because they only want to show you uh, what's coming that year or the first couple months in the next year, 
you don't know what they're working on. And obviously they weren't working on anything for 2017. The only, you know, exclusive they had was Halo Wars 2. You're coming in with so much pressure on yourselves as a corporation, as a console, as a as a console manufacturer, and you're saying, okay, we're trying to talk people into buying this $500 luxury item. How are we going to do this again? Because we don't have any real exclusives coming. And to me, I'm old school. I'm an OG. When you buy a console, the main reason you buy a console is because it has titles that you can't play anywhere else. I understand that is that that landscape has changed significantly, but I you you buy a PlayStation because you're getting Uncharted, Horizon, uh, uh, and a number of other second party titles uh, that if it's on it's either on PC or PlayStation. I get that. Why am I getting this $500 Xbox? And, and by the way, it's not just the One X's problem. It's the One S's problem. Because had yeah. those two factors, had those two factors, one of those two factors been missing, I would have not seen a reason to buy a One S even at uh, $249. I, it, I, need, I need exclusive. I need exclusive content. And you know, we ain't getting it. It ain't exclusive because all that stuff no. is. I mean, I guess Crackdown's only going to be on you know Xbox. Well, but I'm kind of looking at is. the PC. I'm kind of looking at the PC Xbox as just kind of one platform. Oh, okay, I see. Because yeah. you know, it, I, I, that's how I'm just looking at it, and I don't think that's correct. But that's the. That's the lingo that Microsoft is using. So okay, I'm just gonna go with that, even though I think it's bu- it, it, it's butkus. But even with that, with Crackdown, I can't I can't justify a purchase of a console for Crackdown. I I, I mean, I, I liked it, but am I am I you know super mega hype? If I didn't have an Xbox, you know, am I? Would I be ready to jump on or jump on the on the crackdown train just to get it? No. I don't care about Forza. I, I well for that matter, I don't care about Gran Turismo either. I'm over the the sim racers. And Halo and Gears, Gears is meh. Halo, I don't care about. So there's a whole lot missing. There's a whole lot missing in that exclusive content arena that's really that that speaks to me in the xbox lineup and it's not you know it's the content it 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 all comes down to the content and i'm sorry when your biggest cheer comes from the backwards compatibility that you're offering for the original xbox and nowhere near as amount of applause coming from the new stuff that you're working on you're doing it wrong i'm sorry but you're doing it wrong, and when when that's the reason why I want to get a one a one X so I can pay play the original Xbox games in super the greatest mode, <laughs> you know, it's wrong. It, it, mm. it, it, it's it's and you know and again I wouldn't be spending five hundred bucks out of pocket to do that. There's no way in heck I'd be doing that. Are you going to see maybe possibly once? 
a digital foundry comes out or analysis between the S and the X, if it doesn't run that much greater on the Xbox One X, just to buy an Xbox One S instead on there, if, if you kind of look at that? If I kind of look at it, I might. I would probably still go with go with the One X because I never bought a One S. My yeah. first Xbox was the original one, the you know the Connect compatible one. And the way I'm kind of looking at it, it's like I can you know I'll play Destiny on PS4 and maybe I'll play Anthem on Xbox One X and kind of justify it that way. And you know because I already have the system, then I get cracked down and at least in my own mind, I can justify the reason why it's there. Probably, well, it's, a, primar- it's primarily for the back compat for the original Xbox games. That's 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 really what it boils down to. And Phil Spencer, uh, based on some of his comments, is suggesting that there's going to be some improvements to those original titles that's only going to be available through the One X. Gotcha. At least that's what th- at least that's what his language suggested. So if I want to play, you know, Crimson Skies and Super the Greatest mode, I'm going to have to get a 1X. And I loved Crimson Skies enough to where if I don't have to pay for it, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get the console. Gotcha. That's just kind of what it boils down for for me. Well, overall, what did you think of the Xbox conference and just going by title by title? Because they had quite a bit of games just knocked up to be able to show trailers on. I felt that they brought content, you know, even though they're using that wording like, you know, console launch exclusive, you know, for yeah. a lot of it, you know. That's you funny. Know, at least you know that they're, you know, just like Sony did in the last few years, they're trying to um, procure a catalog of titles, you know, and it doesn't have to be always triple A titles necessarily uh, that, it was actually, to, for me, this is the first E3 conference in years that I felt that uh, Microsoft was uh, kind of hitting on all cylinders, at least showing, you know, this game, that game, and, and this kind of even dipping into the Japanese developed, t- you know, titles on there. So, so anything stuck out to you as far as any of the other titles that they yeah. showed? I know uh, Metro Exodus looked very cool, and I've never played any of the uh, Metro uh previous titles in that series but uh i know that they a lot of the xbox fanboys online were thinking oh is that an exclusive it's not an exclusive you know so uh but uh i i definitely enjoyed the first person gameplay on that did anything stick out to you about metro exodus at all kevin um it looked pretty i never played any of the prior Met- metro uh the any of the other two metro games I don't know if this game is going to make me want to get this particular title. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it looks like it could be fun. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, I'll give them, I like the pacing of the show. The show was very well paced. They had a lot of games to show, uh, putting the marketing, the, 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 the marketing speak aside, it was a well paced show. Uh, they showed a lot of content, um, you know. Dra- you know, Dragon Ball Z Fighters is probably the game of the show for me right now, and that was on their stage. You know, kudos to them for at least showing a, you know, <laughs> diversifying diversifying the content you know presented on their show. 
because uh, I'll, I'll give them that. And uh, uh, what is it? Vein, uh, something vein or uh, that. No, that. Co code vein from. Uh, uh, code vein, yeah. Yeah, from, uh, yeah, from Shift, the developers of uh, God Eater, which is, God I know, Eater. one of your favorite games. And also, they also developed Freedom Wars as well mm -hmm. on the Vita. So, I mean, they got a, a pedigree of creating a good uh, action uh, four-player action games uh, for other consoles on there and to give them an actual platform on the Xbox stage was kind of a good, I, I feel, thumbs up deal because this is a title where I don't think this might be on a, you know, PlayStation experience stage, but not necessarily on a PlayStation E3 stage proper because of the fact of the timing and uh, the length of uh, Sony's shows nowadays. So it's good that the game got more attention uh, from a lot of people out there. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter asking, oh, who's the developer of this game? They're thinking maybe it was a From Software joint on there. A lot of people were saying, oh, that's exclusive for the Xbox. And it's like, you know, I have to set them straight, of course, about that <laughs> on that. But uh, it's good that they're giving attention. And, and they had some surprises for me, too. I mean, uh, Black Desert Online, I don't know if you saw that, Desmond. Uh, that's a Korean MMO on there. But, uh, you know, it has, you know, save, save, what you will about Korean MMOs. I know they're supposed to be very grindy, but they're, they're very stylized and pretty, you know, I don't know if you paid attention to that at all, Desmond. I did. I actually saw it. I went up and looked, looked it up. I was like, okay. Um, again, there has been an influx of MMOs coming to the consoles, which I think is great. I don't know if this is going to be uh, a paid one. I looked online and I know that uh, it was paid. And I'm not sure if it's pay still. I, it looks it looks like a fun game. I've played most of the MMOs that have actually all of the MMOs that have no not all of them, but most of the MMOs that have come to consoles that were on PCs before. And um, from what I've looked at, it looks fun. It looks like you know, especially if it's free. You know, I might I might definitely might pick it. Try it. I'm, I'm, oh, I, I'm I love MMOs so. I'm definitely going to give it a shot too, because just the way it looked, it looked uh, just like Dragon Ball Fighter Z. It looked very pretty. So, if they had to pick something that at least would pop on stage out of this genre, um, you know, Black Desert Online would be it on there. So, uh, other things that kind of stood out to me, and I don't know if anything you want to make a comment or two, Kevin. Uh, I kind of enjoyed um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds at least. And good, good that they got the console launch exclusive i know they're still reporting out there saying that it was supposed to be solely exclusive for xbox one but it's not uh but uh, that's that battle royale game that's just the hotness on the twitch and also on youtube with a lot of the streamers now on that uh, i'm kind of actually looking forward to especially if the cost is um not that much to actually play it on the console versus playing on pc i know it's still on beta on pc but i was even watching uh, some footage today with the um main guy the player unknown and uh, he was speaking to which about uh, that they're working on streamlining the game for console and making sure that it's not as janky as it has been during its beta on the pc so uh any interest i know desmond you're not a big mmo i mean i'm not not a big uh you know, first-person shooter guy, and I know this is like a battle royale uh, type game, and I don't know if you would be totally into that. I know, Kevin, you're not <laughs> into that style nope. of gameplay. I'm either, out. So you're out. <laughs> I will not be playing it. It looks great, but okay. I will not be playing it. Gotcha. Any thoughts about more thoughts about Cud Vane, you guys? Or you think uh, what do you think of the trailer at least? The trailer looked very interesting. Um, 
you know, uh, God Eater is another one of my favorite, uh, you know, Japanese uh, action RPGs. And uh, Code Vein looks very, very, very good. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to playing that game. Um, and, you know, like you said, Joe, kudos for diver for them diversifying their, their stage show. Um, that's something that we just have not seen a lot of Xbox. I'll, I'll give them the I'll give them the kudos where they're, where they're due. I'll definitely give them the kudos where they're due. You know, so maybe there's maybe this is a hint of future diversification uh, that will may actually be exclusive, turn into exclusive content uh, for the platform in the future. So hopefully those those titles sell well on the platform. Yeah, hopefully Xbox fans will be open-minded enough to make sure that you know Sea of Thieves, you know the new uh, Ori game on there. Uh, even Super's Lucky, Super Lucky's Tale. You know, to me, for them to stick their uh, foot out and kind of take a risk on a platformer. Granted, you know, it doesn't look that much of a risk, but it looks like it's filling a need in their software catalog, at least. So, definitely. And, and I, I don't know if what you guys felt about Ashen, but Ashen looked pretty cool too. Mm -hmm. Um, it did look pretty good. I mean, I was just like, it's a sequel to something or another. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, no, it's a it's a new game. It's a new it's game. A new game of, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's an action role playing game. It's about a wander in search of a place to call home. So yeah, no, everything know, is all dark I, and black. And I thought it was. I don't know. For some reason, I thought it was was, was uh, tied to something else. It, it, well, maybe it's because it looked like a trope that was done before. But I don't know. Wasn't that that uh, that two D kind of Metroidvania like game we played at PSX last year? The last night? No, I've never seen. No, that no, before. Ashen. Ashen? No, I didn't see Ashen before either. So this is like uh, something to where, uh, at least for me, I wasn't on a, even though this has been shown before, uh, I have, I'm, have no awareness of the game previous to the E3 presser. So maybe it's something I'm not keeping up on my PC indies, you know, as much as I, I should. You know, I kind of look to see as far as, you know, the new hotness on Steam, of course, you know, between what the, um, God, what's those two games I talked about? Uh, trying to trying to think right now, and my mind is scrambled. So, <laughs> oh, I was thinking about Hollow Knight, and also what's that other game? Uh, there's this Metroidvania uh, 2D uh, platformer on PC. I'm very curious to see if it's going to come to um, consoles on that. Um, Dead Cells, yeah. So there's okay. two games on the PC side, indie side. I'm kind of interested in right now. So. Okay. Any other thoughts about Microsoft altogether? Uh, any any thoughts about State of Decay too? No. no. I have no. State of, De State of no. Decay does not look like my type of game. Too much uh, management, right? Too much management, yes. And it's one of those games where you're gonna you you'll be teamed up with people who know what they're doing and have very little patience for folks new to it. So uh, it, it just it just says that there's going to be you're going to have that person or those people. Don't you know how to use this? Don't you know how to do that? Don't you know? How to, you know I don't want to do it. <laughs> don't know. 
But overall, I'd say that, you know, the Xbox presser was, you know, like I said, well, pay, well play, paced, uh, variety of content, a lot more variety, diversity than we've seen the past three years or so. Yeah. So I'll give them that. Um, I said they you know, had Assassin's Creed, you know, up there. Um, so I'll give I'll give them kudos for a well-paced, diverse show. But did they sell a five hundred dollar console? No, they, they didn't. And and it was and it, again, as I said before, the problem is not with the One X; it's with the Xbox platform as a whole. They need true. They need true exclusives. Uh, that's where the, that's where that that area really needs to strengthen. Really needs to strengthen. So one thing too, who in the hell was that guy yelling? For that one game, I I even forgot the name of the damn game, but his name was Jethro Toll, and he was doing some uh, play-by-play, but just screaming his effing head off. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at the, I don't know if you remember that. I I even remember the game because I'm like thinking, like, who the hell is this butthole? (laughs) (laughs) Get off the damn stage! Uh, Any any conference with fake. Either um, you know chatter between players, <laughs> multiplayer, or uh, the fake commentary, like from EA's Battlefront 2 with the uh, all-star YouTubers. <laughs> it's just I'm sick. Maybe because I, I am a, a middle-aged to old man, <laughs> soon to be old man. <laughs> I just wow. can't stand this marketing crap. But you know, just, I keep expecting, you know, pop-ups for Doritos and Mountain Dew to show up on the on the feed. Code Red. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, because it's like I'm expecting to see it. Go ahead and give it to me. Um, so yeah, but uh, up next was Bethesda, um, uh, or you know, as I would like to call it, Nyquil. <laughs> well. Given the time that it started, I mean, yeah. imagine imagine if you're on the East Coast and actually stayed up to watch that and have to go to work early in the morning. <laughs> I saw a few people just kind of barking on Twitter about that. Like, you know, they're expecting like, you know, uh, the newest Elder Scrolls to get announced, you know, or something of substance. And, and they had some good stuff to show, yeah. but it was all at the end, you know. I don't want to see stuff about a game that's been released two weeks ago, Morrowind for mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls Online. You know, I don't need to see that. Come on. But, you know, they're just tooting their horn. I know. Now, but. now, Joe, you mentioned something about Bethesda I'd like you to share uh, with regards to whether or not they should have even had a conference. You want to go into a little bit more and uh, explain that? Well, I just was making the point that, you know, it's they're trying to consider themselves a major um, console manufacturer for games, you know, as far as the developer on that. And they've had E3 press conferences now. I think this is their second or third on there. And, um, you know, as long as they have stuff to show, that's one thing. But, uh, you know, they would have been better off uh, just at either at Xbox or at PlayStation on there. But... What do you guys think? I mean, I know your opinions are pretty much snorebore. It was boring. It was boring. boring. And that guy presenting? Mm. Uh, Pete Hines, yeah. He was boring, too. I was like, geez, like, come on. Like, a, lot of pe- a lot of people wanted to see Todd Howard on there, but uh, 
you know, Todd Howard's like one of the other major Bethesda like uh, higher ups where a lot of people look, like look forward to hearing from him and that kind of thing. You know, yeah. he's the one that spoke uh, at the um, Switch press conference, the mm-hmm. initial a launch for the Switch about Skyrim. Yeah, um, that, Switch I, on there. So. I was just like, whatever, Bethesda. It's like, okay, just, just, just give us. Just Elder show Scrolls. me Wolfenstein. Yeah, or just <laughs> give us Elder Scrolls. You know, it's like, or just start a new, a completely new IP. You know, give us a different IP. I know they're trying to do what is it, Starfield or whatever. The um, the supposed to be the 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 Fallout game that's supposed to be way in the future and it's starships and shit like that. It's like. Fine. Just give us a just give us an RPG, another RPG. You know, give us give us Jade Empire. You know, just do us do something. But, you know, what oh, they can't now. do Jade Empire. That's BioWare, sir. Oh, but, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We'll get to them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know. I was just, just I don't know. Just the, the game. I you know just didn't really what kind of didn't speak to me. Well, did the two new announcements speak to you at all between Evil Within Two and? Wolfenstein 2, the, um, what's the subtitle on that one? The, the Colossus. The Colossus. The new Colossus, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it looked good. I thought it was great. The black girl with the giant afro, the mom, you know, stabbing people and stuff. I was like, I mean, it looks like it'll probably be a fun game. I played the first one at your house, and it was a, it was a, it was a, um, an underrated gem. And it seems cool, you know. Again, first-person shooter, hard sell for me. But it looks like this one is a little bit more RPG-oriented. Um, so I don't know. I really don't know. But, but, uh, um, the evil within too. No, did not, did not look fun at all. I'm good. <laughs> are you not so, a yeah. horror fan? Or are you just I am not a horror fan. I'm not a okay. horror fan. You know, I'm just like, I'm good. Yeah. You never liked any horror games, right? Desmond, nah, not I'm even not, Resident not, Evil or anything. Nah, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not really a fan of those jump scares. It's like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> I liked. I was Evil Within looked like it could be pretty good. Um, I have not played the first one. Uh, I have a good friend uh, Damon who really liked the first one, uh, so I may take some time to revisit it once I make a get a, a break in my backlog. But uh, I'm curious about uh, Evil Within two, the uh, the dairy edition because I sure saw a lot of milk. <laughs> Right? What was that about? <laughs> I was like, um, what's going on here? Someone has stock in Elmer's glue and producers. <laughs> or, or like a milk truck or, I don't know, a lot of cows died to make that trailer, I guess. I but the the star of the show for me was Wolfenstein, uh, the new Colossus. Uh, I have bit played... I played the prequel of the old blood and liked it. And I'm getting ready to start, uh, the new order, uh, the Wolfenstein, the new order on PC. So I will probably, I'm 99.9% sure I'll be playing this Wolfenstein game also on PC. And, um, I like those games. I'm, for my first-person shooter, I, I don't really care about FPS multiplayer, but Destiny is about as far as I'm going to go with that thing, as far as I can see. Maybe Battlefront 2 if I pick it up, you know, on game nights or something. But for the most part, I really like the single-story FPS narrative. You know, give me 
fun gameplay attached to a strong narrative in a first person perspective and i'm down you know i'm i really really liked what they showed of uh wolfenstein uh taking place in uh you know in a nazi occupied america um meeting some very interesting characters including some dude popping acid yeah (laughs) yeah i didn't know what that was at first until they explained it i was like what the hell's going on okay he's on on lsd and the pregnant woman stabbing people i was like oh okay Mm -hmm. fun for all ages i'm 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 good to go for some nazi mass murder there you go uh so um that was that that it, it, for me that was their strongest that was what they closed with they closed with their strength uh which was uh wolfenstein but overall not a whole lot of content that just really wasn't geared for me uh, i'll put it that way so anybody have any any further comments on bethesda before we move on nope just i really hope no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, just, I don't. Like we we went to Bethesda Land and I and I slept through most of the rides. <laughs> there you go. There there was a little scare at the end or two. You know, maybe. Yeah. It's but... it's it's like a revolution, but not a colossus. You know, yeah. Kind of thing, so. uh, I, to me, some of the like the DLC for Dishonored looks kind of cool. You know, I got to get to my Dishonored 2, of course, to be able to play the main game, much less be interested in any DLC. And I'm glad that they're at least playing around with the VR at least a little bit. Out of the major console manufacturers, it seems like Bethesda is willing to put their major IPs out and to experiment with them and to be able to play Fallout 4 in uh, full VR. Obviously, uh, um, one thing we didn't stay from the Microsoft press conference, but Microsoft is not doing VR whatsoever on the Xbox. Because so. they're smart. So, yeah. Sorry, can VR. we finally am- admit that VR just is not? It's not. It's not there. It's not. It's 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 not what's up right now, y'all. I'm sorry. It was it was fun while it lasted. Y'all keep trying, but it's just not. It's not working. I'm sorry. It's not working. Just. It was a fun experiment. Y'all need to recoup your money and start making, you know, games again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just that's how I feel. It's, it's, yeah, like, it's it's a hard sell. It is a hard sell. You know, and but... then like when we get to when we get to um uh PlayStation. What, yeah, when we get to PlayStation, we'll talk about that too, you know. So mm-hmm. spent way too much time on their VR. Way too much yeah. time. So the next presentation we have coming up is Ubisoft. Now, um, for me, I didn't get a chance to see all of Ubisoft because I have good old fantastic Xfinity, which claims to have the best (laughs) internet in the world. And during particular, throughout all of my attempts to stream today and some of yesterday, I had drops and stall so i missed a whole lot of the ubisoft and as because of that issue and so y'all are going to have to kind of clue clue me in as to what actually took place the only thing i saw was skull and bones okay well let me kind of lead through the conference a little bit and then we'll kind of talk about it as kind of go over the major points on there and uh you know, I had a chance to watch this entire thing. I, you know, I watched it actually not in live 
real time, I actually had the opportunity to fast forward when I wanted to. So I actually took advantage of that as well. So um, they started off with the uh, biggest untold secret, which is pretty much the uh, rabbits game that's been rumored for umpteen months, maybe even a year. Uh, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. And uh, Shigeru Miyamoto came on stage along with uh, Yves Gamal, uh, the um, CEO of Ubisoft, and they kind of showed the game off. And uh, it was actually pretty cool. I don't know what you thought about Desmond, but uh, um, this game has been kind of described people online as like a uh, almost like an introductory strategy RPG like XCOM, but with Mario and Rabbit's. I, there, I so. saw that. I saw that, and I I was not expecting that when I when I saw that. I thought it was going to be a traditional sort of platformer, and you would be changing up with them. Um, but having it be like this weird sort of like you said, it XCOM thing, really, I I just wasn't expecting that. I I don't. I honestly have no idea what to expect from this game. I I. It looks cute as hell, you know. I I never really thought Rabbits was was that big of an IP, but I guess it is. Like I really, like when they announced it, I was pretty shocked by it. I was like, "Wow, Rabbits and Mario, but Nintendo? Oh, okay, <laughs> you know." Yeah. But but I was just like, I'm not. I'm just very surprised, you know, by it. Well, I, I don't know what to make the, of the game. When the original Rayman Raving Rabbits came out, it, it was a big hit on the Wii. My wife was a big fan of the rabbits at one point. You know, we even had a rabbits like Wiimote where we stuck the damn Wiimote in in the plastic shell that looked like a rabbit. And she enjoyed it quite a bit on there. And they were like more of a party game kind of thing, uh, those games. And they were actually pretty entertaining on the Wii. And so that kind of, kind of started, you know, rabbits and i don't know how per se popular they might or might not be you know they've kind of lingered on throughout the years and they've even made like a what a playstation 4 game that's with the like the ps camera and you know doing little odds and ends they had a rabbits television show and so i thought it was kind of interesting that they felt that rabbits had enough of a um a cachet to even do a game with them but uh uh, Ubisoft and, and um, Nintendo tend to be kind of. Uh, Ubisoft does support Nintendo quite a bit. They were even, you know, releasing games on the Wii U, and you know how bad the Wii U kind of sunk after a while. I mean, Watch Dogs came out on the Wii U for God's sake. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, I really like the gameplay from what I saw. I like the fact that you know I don't know if you saw a couple of those moves where you were able to. Uh, aim a character towards another character and have them like kick you up in the air and to be able to project you further on and then onto the map on that. So games actually due to come out like end of August. So, I mean, it looks pretty damn cool. It's exclusive for the switch. And so I'm definitely interested in checking it out. So. Cool. All right. And the next, next game that kind of went over and showed, uh, during the uh, conference, let's see here, it was Assassin's Creed Origins, which they showed another new trailer, of course, uh, kind of went in, showed the uh, setting in Egypt on there, um, a little bit different between what they showed yesterday at Xbox. 
on there. So and they showed a nice little uh, demo of it. I didn't really watch too much of it because to me, Assassin's Creed Origins is almost like a known cachet with me. And I know I thought your Twitter comments, Desmond, right, that you were pretty excited from the Microsoft X, uh, conference the day prior to the Xbox conference about Assassin's Creed's Origins, right? Oh, yeah. This is finally going to be the one that gets me to play a game in that franchise. Seriously, like I loved what the gameplay looked like. Um, someone online was saying it's sort of Dark Souls esque when you when he was actually fighting, when he was fighting and moving around and doing the parrying and stuff. I think the fight, the the fight scene that we saw looked very smooth. I loved the idea of using the hawk, this sort of like Beastmaster thing of using the hawk yeah. to fly around and mm-hmm. and see. Um, the game looked very slick. Um, yeah, and I just just having. Uh, the whole set in Egypt and and running around and doing that. So, although, okay, but come on, like when he when he shot the arrow at the guy, like arrows don't like they're not <laughs> they're not motion tracking bullets. You know, it's like come on, that was kind of all right. But other than that, I was very <laughs> impressed with it. I, I thought it was a good game. The stealth mechanics looked on point. Like I like it. I I really think that I'm going to be picking this one up. I know and Kevin it's got black be, people. Yeah, and it's got black people. But I know Kevin <laughs> will be picking it up. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just going by the footage that they had at the Xbox conference. I was impressed with what I saw. Uh, a lot of the same mechanics that uh, have been in other Assassin's Creed games because I played them all. Um, some of the things that, you know, re- some returning aspects. The Although I don't really think the, the hawk, the using of the, the hawk is very uh far cry ish uh or you know particularly like far cry primal because uh you used an owl to basically do the same thing back then so they're kind of bringing in some far cry aspects in that which is cool uh i agree with you desmond the combat looked on point i like the uh, uh kind of like the dodge parry attack when there's an opening aspect to the combat which is something completely different than what most of the combat in prior Assassin's Creed's have been like. I think they tried to do something similar in Unity, but it just did not work out well at all. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Definitely it's a day, day one, one pickup for me. Gotcha. Are you going to pick it up on your Xbox One X, uh, PlayStation 4 Pro, or PC? Uh, I'll probably get on PlayStation. I'm I, played all the other ones on playstation i see no reason to change that now gotcha uh, yeah i'm i'm interested in the game too i'm looking to kind of get into my assassin's creed backlog too so and uh i'm looking to play at least one of the games in the series uh, um especially with what uh what was the last one the one that was set up in london it was assassin's creed what uh um God. that was oh gosh um syndicate syndicate yes yeah, Syndicate. Kind of look. I, I want to get in my backlog and actually pl- play one of these games and give it more than like you know a couple of hours and actually get immersed a little bit. I enjoyed the movie too. So, mm. okay, next game. I did not they... finish Syndicate. It, it, it's it's okay. The combat is okay, um, but I, I didn't go. I didn't go ahead and finish it. Gotcha. I, it. The story, for whatever reason, just didn't grab me like the prior ones did. The next game that they covered on the Ubisoft conference was The Crew 2. Um, I'd kind of watched this kind of fast-forwarded, so, I mean, we're going to talk about a little bit 
on there. Um, you know, the game kind of had a little bit of a Motorstone vibe to it because it included both, you know, vehicles and you're able to drive anywhere on the map too as well. You kind of make your own path on there. You're able to use what uh, cars, motorcycles, even airplanes for God's sake. So might want to go and give it a shot. Um, they are doing an open beta for it. It's going to be come out early in 2018 on there. I know that the original crew had kind of a rocky start on there, but they do have up to 12 million registered players on the game. And so they've kept evolving the game if need be on that. Um, is this something maybe if you saw a trailer, would you be interested possibly, Kevin? Or are you willing to give a game a shot? Maybe because it's a little bit more arcadey possibly? I'm going to have to see some gameplay. Definitely going to have to see some gameplay. The uh, first crew controlled terribly. Um, loading issues, you know, constant. I was constantly being kicked off, kicked out of online games. So the original crew left a bad impression with me. So crew two's got a lot to prove. So we're going to. Uh, I want to have to see some some extended gameplay. Gotcha. Now, I don't think this is in your wheelhouse, right, Desmond? No. Yeah, I figured that much. <laughs> no. Okay. Sorry, I really have no comment on the crew or the crew two. Just eh. Eh, yeah. <laughs> Next game that they showed, South Park, the fractured butthole on there. So it's going to be out on October 17th after a number of delays on there. So it's being developed by Ubisoft San Francisco, which is replacing Obsidian, who developed the first game, The Stick of Truth, on there. Uh, interestingly, the original title was planned to be The Butthole of Time, but I guess they changed it. So <laughs> I'm fine with this. I think it's really fun. Like, I, I, <laughs> I played The Stick of Truth to the end. I beat it. And I will be buying this, and I'll be playing it because this is right in my wheelhouse. I mean, come on, they're superheroes for Christ's sake. I mean, like it's gonna be this, and and it's and it's making fun of the Marvel universe and the DC universe and just like the gluttony of superhero movies that we have now, you know, in the theaters, especially in 2017. It's like every almost every month we're getting a new comic book movie. So it's like for them to lampoon or you know that is just amazing. I cannot wait for this game to come out. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> you could go and check out. They have over 11 minutes of raw gameplay footage, which features uh, the South Park gang taking on a trip to the Peppermint Hippo Strip Club. So, gosh. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm think probably. Wendy, Wendy, the girl, I think her name, and she has like a really horrible name for her character, too. Oh, it's Call Girl. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> she's the call girl and it's like that's her that's her superhero name so it's just it's gonna be bad yes bad but oh so good so i haven't watched south park in a while so maybe this will be something for me to get back into possibly so uh next game they showed was skull and bones it's a new uh, multiplayer pirate game and i kind of watched this a little bit uh what's your opinion kevin i know because it kind of struck you as being something significant right I'm very down with that. It was, uh, and the reason I'm down with that is because my favorite Assassin's Creed, which is Black Flag, had ship battles, and I loved the ship battles. And this game just seems to be all about ship battles, and I'm cool with that. The each character, each player has their own ship. 
Uh, it looks like it controls very similar to the ships in, from Black Flag, uh, being able to adjust from your, your broadside cannons. You've got some, some uh, artillery that you would launch from the back of the ship, front of the ship. And if my guess from what I saw, different ships will have different weapons, different loadouts, et cetera, et cetera. But each player has their own ship and you're just trying to jockey for position uh, with your teammates and trying to take out the other pirates. And I'm, this is day one for me. Um, whether there's microtransactions in it or not, <laughs> I just really like the ship battles in Black Flag. I did most, not all, but most of the ship battle quests and just thoroughly enjoyed every second of it because I thought that was the the neatest aspect the the neatest not new because it was it was also in uh uh the uh the to a certain extent uh assat the assassin's creed that took place with where you were the, the native american character uh, uh three three yeah. assassin's creed three but it was really fleshed out in black flag and i'm down for skull and bones so Definitely a day one for me. It looked interesting to me. I've not played Black Flag yet, so I can't really comment about the um, ship-to-ship combat and everything. And it seems like I know you don't really like multiplayer games, but to me, it sounds like to me this is one you might get into, right, Kevin? Yeah, um, and you know, I don't like FPS multiplayer games, but uh, you, you give me a you give me a gameplay mechanic that hooks me in, and I'll. I'll I'll deal with the multi the multiplayer aspect of it. It's uh, yeah. I'm all I'm all for I'm all for that. It's not like you're gonna have a twelve year old going, Arr, make me a sandwich. Arr. No, that that's what party <laughs> chat is play for. The game. <laughs> that is what party chat is for. And party of one. There you go. <laughs> come on. They just want to help out. Yeah, come on. Ah, go make me a peanut butter sandwich. Where's my Arr, mom? Yeah, I can be Where's called that winch? I can be called the N-word with R attached to it. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't wait to have that happen. Uh, no, that would be bad. So can we all just get along? Come on. <laughs> R. <Arr. laughs> Next announcement was kind of interesting. I thought it was a, a cool gimmick. I just want to see the gameplay a little bit more. This is like almost like No Man's Skylanders. You know, Starlink Battle for Atlas got announced on there. And if you saw the uh, trailer, um, basically you're putting a uh, ship on top of your controller, either on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, or on PlayStation 4. And it looked very like almost like a cartoony No Man's Sky where you're over there going to different planets, uh, building your ship and engaging in combat. And the whole hook had to do with the um, fact that you're building the ship that you're using in game on your controller. So gimmick. Yeah, yeah I know. So gimmick. it's a toys of life game on there. I think it's, it's kind of cool. I don't know if it's really speaks to me per se. I, I think it, you know, for me, if I was a teenager, uh, this might kind of point out as being something cool. I think Ubisoft might be just a little bit too late with the Toys for Life category because, you know, 
pretty much it's going out like a wet fart between what Skylanders, Lego Dimensions, and you know Disney, um, Disney Infinity. Infinity, yeah, on there. But you know these are ships. I mean these are kind of cool. You know, so kind of reminds me almost in a way like you know modern take on you know transformers god forbid i say that you know i mean get your your both of your guys's ire a little bit that i'm not a big transformers fan god forbid so i mean i like the cartoon but like i've never seen any of the movies i know kevin you were saying that what transformers devastation was pretty good you know but devastation was good and fort war for cybertron yeah. was excellent and i've, I've never played any of the games either so i don't i, I really do not know anything about yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that this kind of harkens back to like you know, mid '80s, like you know, Hasbro de jour, like you know, to be able to buy and or you know, God forbid, maybe even if you want to throw it on the far east side of the fence, maybe like almost like a Gundam kind of thing where you know you're building your ship out of parts, and, and I'm not sure if these are going to be available like in stores or, you know, I haven't really gone in more in the detail about it, but uh, gameplay looked cool. I don't know if the gameplay is good enough for me to stick a damn ship on top of that controller, but <laughs> any thoughts on this, you guys? Nope. I have no thoughts uh, on it whatsoever. I mean, gotcha. nope, I don't. Sorry. For, for, I didn't play Skylanders. Yeah. I didn't play any of that stuff, so nope. For me, this has my my little nephew, my grandnephew, written all over it. Um, I tried to get him to see if he was interested in in uh, was it Skylanders? Yeah. Uh, the Disney Infinity stuff, and he's a he's a Lego fanatic, and he really wasn't too into the uh, uh, a lot of the the, the Lego um, the Lego toys for life life games either. He just really and it wasn't the toys that he didn't like. He it, it it was the game, the game itself just didn't. The games themselves just did not grab him. So, if there is a gameplay mechanic, because he's like me, he likes mechanics. Uh, you get you get him with a mechanic, and he's in like Flynn, um, you know, like like uncle like uncle like nephew, I guess. So. <laughs> uh, but he likes spaceships, and if this has a good gameplay mechanic attached to the game, uh, I think he'd be down for it. Um, and that would be something that we would do would probably would probably do together. I would I would get that just to be able to play with him. As I'm assuming that there's a multiplayer uh, component attached to it. So uh, next time I talk to him, I'm going to show him that footage and see what he thinks and. If he's down for it, uh, yeah, his uh, his uncle is probably going to be spending a sizable amount of money on Toys for Life junk. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's bonding time with my nephew, and and I love doing that. So it's all good. Yeah. All right. And there was a VR game show. I won't really talk about it because we're not really interested. Uh, next thing on the fence and something that we – probably are interested in this far cry five gameplay was unveiled i was surprised this was, wasn't uh, shown on the sony's uh, stage but it's good that ubisoft had their own spotlight on this uh pretty much the game video that they showed they showed a uh, group that you're leading into the uh, fight against the followers that you're um 
uh, fighting against, which is called the Project at Eden's Gate. So that's the name of the cult in the game uh, that's depicted on there. And your protagonist uh, was uh, had a hired gun. It was a, a sassy black lady with a, a sniper rifle that uh, uh, in the gameplay it kind of showed you directing her up to the water tower and then you were directing attack after the attack started. You know, she was saying, now look behind and um, and the gameplay looked pretty cool. Uh, you're able to hire animals in this game, it looks like. You're also able to, you know, other players that fly overhead with, with planes to be able to, you know, run some interference for you along with also your co-op partners as well to be able to go in into your game and do that. So it looks like a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving mechanics. Uh, Far Cry 5, at least the motif looked look great. Got that protagonist, uh, you know, set in. Um, Montana, Hope County, Montana. What's your guys' impressions? It pretty much uh, it looked pretty much like a Far Cry game, just set in the U.S. But uh, you know, with the setting and everything, what, what's your opinion? I'll play it when it's like thirty dollars. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just uh, again, I just eh, I mean, I want something a bit more fantasy oriented because like that shit's happening like right now probably in montana <laughs> so like, you know, do i really want to play a game games to life right and i'm like oh, <laughs> this is too much like 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 second life or something it's like Ooh. so i don't know about that i think it's kind of cool that you can hire a dog like i i don't know how that mechanic's gonna happen do you pay it in bones or like kibble or something i don't know they, i mean they pay in kibble. <laughs> i think it's fun that you're friends like but here's the thing though if like if i create my character i'm assuming that if i create my character and that's so my character will be in your game when i when, I, when we do co-op and i'm flying over like you know killing cultists and stuff so that yeah I mean, yeah, yeah that kind of would be cool because the multiplayer element of those games is a lot of fun like i i like just running around when when you and i were playing joe when you and i were playing um far cry, cry 4, 4 that was fun it's like we're running around like i'm affecting your world we're doing kind of you know fun shit so you know and, and if you can and if you can honestly you know pop in and out and and um and 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 affect the story while you're playing you know, and and the the story's not gated off. Um, yeah, I hope that that's something that would be good. I mean, other than that, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think, Kev? I'm down, uh, because it's it, you know Nazis, you know white supremacist cultists that. that <laughs> I, I I like shooting. I would like shooting them da- down just as equally. Uh, so what I did see in the gameplay, it looked. I like the aspect of being able to control your or place rather your uh, AI support characters. I think that's cool. It's going to be a great great for setting up ambushes because one of the things that I had a problem with prior Far Cry games with was going into trying to take down a fortress or something and okay I've got everybody I think I got everybody spotted with my binoculars and it's okay I've got everybody spotted but then I spend the next hour and a half circling around you know trying to 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 pick off the the people that were, are going to see me first and you know pick off the people that are trying maybe walking a a, a guard route and I think if they do it right, place being able to place your the AI uh, uh, amigos and amigas 
in strategic areas and being able to have them do some of that heavy lifting for you, I think for me, it's going to be more enjoyable. I can just enjoy the game of, of shooting people in the face, <laughs> which is what I want to do in a Far Cry game. So, so uh, I'm assuming when then the Far Cry 4 and when you um, raided the fortresses, you didn't use the stealth techniques or whatnot, right? Well, you, we all know how me and stealth get along. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> it's funny because yeah. you always feel like the hunter characters. Like, you know, it's like... Screw that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I do like that aspect. Uh, the Using the animals is pretty cool. The dog wind attack people, bringing assault rifles back to you. I thought that was dope. Right? Like, uh, what? Uh, <laughs> what? Like, Got that dog trained like on lock, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what is going on in this game? So, yeah, I am down with uh, Far Cry 5. I'm, I will be eagerly anticipating its release next year. Uh, so, I, and, and again, I didn't see the, uh, uh, the gameplay from uh, Ubisoft. because the only, the only stuff that I really saw. No, I saw a tail end of it. Uh, my stream actually kicked in for most of uh, Skull and Bones and some of Far Cry 5, but that's really all I saw. So. Yeah. So I, I'm down because uh, I played Far Cry 4 to its completion. Um, haven't played Primal yet. I'm looking to get into Primal in the next couple months. That way I'll be ready to go for five once it comes out in February. So um, I'm down. I am down. It's going to be a day one and actually a day one I actually play. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. And last but not least, the last game shown at the Ubisoft press conference, a game that has been teased before it was teased eight years ago uh this is a game that originally came out for uh systems two generations ago on the original xbox playstation 2 and then three yeah gamecube this beyond good and evil and that game you played as a photographer that was taking photos and it was an action adventure game from uh mikhail ansiel the guy that created rayman and so the cinematic trailer was off the damn chain. It looked like something that came from like uh, Fifth Element or something. Very mm. futuristic, um, showing you know, obviously the, a pig protagonist along with a mon monkey character that uh, um, is part of your crew. Uh, obviously, I didn't see any sort of gameplay hooks with this thing mm. at all, but um, just to see the motif and to be able to go ahead and go to different worlds. Another black on woman there. with an afro. You notice that? Yep. Yes. All these black, all these black characters got natural hair in these games. I'm telling you. And, and a monkey just throwing down some some serious uh, f bombs. And, yeah. Uh, he had a four letter words. He had like a British accent, like the monkey. Yeah. Did. Monkey yeah. Man X or something is his name or something. I don't know. Oh, the yeah. the new Monkey Man is what is his name. The new Monkey Man. Yeah. The new Monkey Man is 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 what his um. Is what he called himself in the trailer. Yeah, people were. I watched the. Uh, did you watch the pre-show with that? They're talking a little bit more about that game, and I guess people were speculating that the woman that that is at the end is actually Jade's mother. So you're you're playing a, you're, you're, you're you might be playing you know as Jade's mom and her crew. Um, yeah, is what people were uh, estimating. But did you? So what I thought was really really good about the game was it looked amazing number one just the, yeah. just all the close-ups the pig the how the pig snout looked i mean it looked it looked very good in the animations and the 
and the 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 voices everything looked crispy in that game i was like yes and then and then the thing that i that i really loved about it was when he came out on stage and he was crying i was like yeah that to me like i was like okay because i i never played beyond good and evil the first one you know and 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 if i get an xbox one you know for like hella cheap now uh probably will and it's backwards compatible and it's there i'll probably play that game just 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 so i know what's going on but i'm definitely um, going to support i'm definitely going to support beyond good or good and evil 2 because to see that sort of emotion and to see like like that's that's someone who who has made a uh, his, his his like he's putting everything into this game and to see it finally to reveal that trailer like i really like wow like that I don't know. It's just it, it was just a good moment in gaming, and and that was the only out of all the ones that I've watched. Like it's all. I mean, I get it. They're biz, It's a business. Like yeah, they're, they're going to you know, they they make money. So so I liked. I, I I was like, yes, I'm definitely I'm down for it. It looked good. This is this is an IP that's worth your time and your money. Gotcha. Yeah, so I, I was kind of struck too uh, by him crying. I didn't notice that, and uh, um, the game is available on both PS3 and Xbox 362. They did HDify it and release it on PSN and also on Xbox uh, Marketplace. So you can get it. You don't necessarily have to do the backwards compatibility bid with the Xbox One on there to play the um, original Xbox version because the game never came out for three uh, originally for 360. It came out for the original Xbox. So, but you could you could play it, Desmond, for sure. So. And I was super impressed by the motif and the art design and everything. But, uh, you know, maybe there's no release date yet. Hopefully we see gameplay next year at some point and maybe a good release window and see what platforms it's coming out on. On there. There's a lot of good fans of the series on the Nintendo platform, so I'm hoping to see it announced uh, for Nintendo. So, Well, with that, uh, did anybody have any final comments on the Ubisoft conference? Nope. No, we're good. But I thought good. it was fun. Like I, I thought it was fun. Like it had, it had, it had a fun, like it had a fun time. You know, it was yeah. probably the best conference of the show, for overall. sure. Yeah, we haven't even talked about Sony yet. Yeah, which speaking of Sony, <laughs> that's who's up next. Um, actually, as we're recording this, where you know the press conference is still fairly fresh in in our minds as to what uh, Sony showed. Uh, my initial impressions, um, it was kind of a kind of a I what it's I was expecting it. I was I was hoping to get some Japanese mega bombs, you know, as some of the things that they mentioned in tweets or in interviews earlier, kind of hinted at some uh, maybe some unannounced Japanese uh, software coming up for the system. So I was kind of hoping to see more along those lines, which we which you know we did and we didn't. Uh, yeah, we did. We see we saw new stuff. So. Yeah, but uh, I think overall. Um, it's a lot of stuff that we've seen before and I'm cool with that. Nothing surprising. Uh, probably not quite the pace that's, uh, of show that like last year's was with just like, you know, megaton, megaton, you know, megaton. But, uh, a lot of the announcements were, were actually done before the actual press event. 
Yeah, there so, was quite a few stuff. Actual dates, you know, started yeah. before the actual press event, which was kind of interesting for me. Well, uh, it's, which is, it's stuff that they, they felt that wasn't warranted to mention in the show itself. I think the show was meant to say, Triple A, Triple A, Triple A, VR, 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 Triple A, Triple A, Triple A. So that was annoying like, as hell, though, because I turned, because I tuned in, like maybe fifteen minutes, because you never know how these streaming services. Because I was on Twitch, and then I went to YouTube, so I was watching it from Twitch, and the Twitch thing was not working correctly at first, and then it was, yeah. it was laggy, and I was like, screw that. And then so I thought it, the sound was on my part, but the sound was on their part. The sound for the beginning of the of the of the uh, presser was just horrible. But uh, I was annoyed because I wanted to know about those indie titles that they were talking about. And I was like, well, damn, like if I'd have known you were going to if the pre-show was going to be talking about actual like PS games, you know, like I thought they were going to be talking to people and, you know, this bullshit. But I was like, damn, this is some games that I would have liked to have known about. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll kind of go over that news real quick, if you guys don't mind me just kind of covering kind of uh, the big news prior to the show real quick. Um, they did announce a date for NAC 2. It will be coming out on September 5th on PlayStation 4 for a hot $39.99. So, I'm all about that. I'm all about that, too. I like the trailer that they showed. Um, I do not mind platformers. I missed, um, I missed I think, it. Yeah, you missed it. Go out and check it out. But, yeah, it's going to retail for uh, 40 bucks. It's coming out September 5th on there um they also showed out a another trailer for house marks matterfall which is looks like a excellent uh 2d side-scrolling shooter on there and that's the same people that develop resogun it's it's more of a platformer a 2d platformer and uh, just some crazy ass gameplay along with it so but it's coming out on psn on uh, august the 15th um they showed a nice trailer for nino kune 2 revenant kingdom that looked great uh, that, Yes. And it's all that, you know, Miyazaki. Miyazaki. That shit looked good. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Level five. I think it warranted being in the main show because I remember being at PSX last year, and that was one of the games that got a really good pop on there. I think it belonged on the main show, but I have no idea why they didn't select it. But uh, um, that's coming out in November uh, for PlayStation 4 exclusive. On there, and then they also announced an indie role-playing game title named Undertale, which uh, it got a lot of, of fervent fans on on the PC platform, and that's coming out for both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita this summer. That game on looks that. crazy. It is a crazy game, yeah, and a lot of people love it on there. There's a, quite a big following on the PC for it. Um, I thought about you know, getting it just for that locket. I mean, it just seems so bizarre that like you're 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 giving away a locket as part of your collector's edition. I was like, hmm? <laughs> uh, yeah, that thing's maze balls. It's just crazy. But Fangamer, uh, Fangamer.com is uh, conducting the physical version of it exclusively, so that's available on their website, on there. And that's another thing about Sony that you could say. I and mean, is that they always cater to niche titles and even though e3 is true was previously a place to focus on indie titles it seems like this year and in the year prior they're more focused on just banging out those triple a trailers and vr trailers on there so and so that that was the main thing they also did show a a nice long trailer which it was kind of skipping for us too we're having internet problems too with uh, uh, everybody's golf on there they did announce a release date for that 
um, that is coming on August 29th. It also retails for a hot $39.99 as well. So great for Sony to kind of look at and, uh, you know, at least price the casual stuff at a lower price point on there. So, and we have something to look forward to at least, uh, coming out in August and September on there between, uh, house marks, uh, game, uh, the, uh, Matterfall and also with, uh, everybody's golf and knack too. Mm. on that so also they did announce that playstation experience will be in anaheim again this year uh december 9th and 10th so um i'm down like no other brother me and you kevin Mm -hmm. and my wife too so i don't know if you want to come down this year desmond but you're more than welcome so i thought about actually i like anaheim and i kind of want to go to um I, i i have never been to california adventure so it might be fun I've um, been Disneyland in years, so maybe we could make a plan yeah. for a trip. Maybe all four of us, me, you. <laughs> well, I mean, Kevin. it'd be kind of it would be kind of cool for us to go down there and actually get interviews and stuff. I got my mobile, I got my mobile recording studio, so I can I can record stuff on the fly. That'd so we cool. can we can actually do 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 a a show from you know PSX. We can actually do it. That'd be pretty mm-hmm. dope. So stay tuned, y'all. Um, one thing about the so I was not really that. So I know we're talking about, you know, the actual PS4 presentation. And, I mean, eh, the one thing that I will say, and, you know, I've said it a little bit before, I'll be quick about it, is they spent way too much time on their VR titles. Like, I get it. You put a lot of money into it, into developing that technology, and you really want to push it. But I just I just don't know. Like, it, it's, it's, it's just not selling. It's not selling. So, they mm-hmm. had to bring it. They had to. They were kind of in a put up or shut up kind of situation with the VR. They've been very quiet. They had one VR game, um, Star Blood Arena, announced that PlayStation experience, and they've been very quiet besides uh, that one announcement. And they had to come with at least some first party support for it because right now, um, as you all notice, even though it's been successful, at least on the initial launch of it, they're kind of floundering a little bit sales-wise, in my opinion. I've seen stock everywhere. <laughs> everywhere I go, there's a nice little stack of PlayStation VR uh, titles. And so... It's not selling. Uh, it's not selling, yeah. I'm kind of interested. I did like Star Child. I thought that Moss looked pretty cool. It's by some ex-Bungie employees on that. That's that game with the mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, you know, that was featured, and then Supermassive, the developers of uh, Until Dawn, bust out the two games, the Impatient and the Bravo Team. Bravo Team look, especially to me, something that would be pretty badass in VR. I think better, even much more so than Farpoint, on that. So I'm kind of annoyed the fact that I wish that they would release these games not just for VR but also for regular PlayStation 4 fans because of the fact that it is content on there i kind of wish they would take more of a um uh resident evil 7 event where they actually make the game for vr and also for the regular system as well i think that would benefit everyone in my opinion but uh any thoughts on the vr titles i know we're kind of starting off on <laughs> at least that little bent of it well, Kevin, I think we but... would do that and get get it out of the way you know i have, yeah. no, I have nothing <laughs> for them no no Oh, uh, sorry. Wonderful that Skyrim showed up at another damn press conference. Jesus. Know, well, they had Skyrim. to. Their, their VR ain't got nothing for the VR. Come on. <laughs> you know, I'll say that they had to show VR stuff at this E3 to show that they're quote unquote supporting it. Uh, they don't want this to suffer from Vita syndrome. 
Uh, I get it. I'm not interested in it because my eyeballs won't allow for it. Even if my eyeballs would allow for it, I'm not sure that the content that I've seen up to this point really, I would, I really find intriguing. I will say that a couple of the games uh, did look pretty cool. I thought Super Hot. Uh, well, did they show Super Hot? Or am I getting my VR? No, no, no. Super Super Hot was on the on the preview show. So okay, it was on the preview show. Okay. Yeah. I thought Super Hot was pretty dope. If I had a if I had PSVR and was into that, I would definitely be playing Super Hot in, in well, VR that way. Well, guess uh, what? Super Hot's on your PC, dude. So you could like buy that on Steam. Yeah, fact, no, there I'm, you go. I'm not I'm not spending seven hundred dollars on a on a buy. No, 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 no. This it, if you don't want to play it in VR, they actually have this True Blue Super Hot. They're yeah, bringing Super yeah. Hot to the VR realm, but Super Hot is actually a game that um, exists uh, outside of VR. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. silly. <laughs> but uh, you yeah. know, I get what they're doing. I get what they're doing. Um, so I understand it. I would have rather seen some of those games from the pre-show take yeah. the place from the VR stuff. Uh, I think that would have been a better move and just done the VR stuff in the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, that I think we could have done that. Or hell, make make their conference more than a damn hour. Just make it an hour and a half and throw the VR stuff in the middle and add more of the stuff to kind of add a little variety too. So mm-hmm. and I felt, if even if you saw the reactions in the crowd, the crowd was like going, "Oh, is that it?" Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was. It was. It did feel a little rushed. So I think the other Ubisoft and Microsoft had better paced shows. Yeah, well, uh, for sure, definitely. So the, this one felt a, felt a little rushed. Um, but I, I will say one thing I, I, and I'll say another thing, uh, with regards to their show, um, any reservations I had about days gone, uh, they're, they're over. Cause I, I'm, I mean, I'm not really in this, the whole zombie thing. I'm kind of over. I don't really care about, you know, days gone and, and, you know, all these zombie survival, but uh, uh, but days gone, man. <laughs> I really liked what they showed. That that's going to be a day one. It, it, it's zombies or zombies or not. I really like what they're doing with that. It's almost like uh, they're taking some aspects of uh, Horizon with regards to the trap setting, you know, and kind of applying that in this. Uh, post-apocalyptic world with some of the things that uh, the main character was doing. I yeah. like that. I like that a lot. What the, what they showed of it, it's more of a thing where it's an action-adventure game featuring these bikers where happen to have these zombie-type characters in the world versus just zombies being the main focus, the protagonist versus the zombies. It's not necessarily a, a zombie game. It's just set in a zombie world. So if you yeah. can make the distinction between the two, so... Yeah, like uh, you know, Walking Dead type type thing. I would have liked yeah. aliens instead of zombies. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> really, it could have been anything. You know, yeah, it, it really could have been anything. So, but eh. now talk about that is... God of War though. Mm. Oh man, I was like, okay, like you, you, you're bringing it. You're bringing. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is finally some next gen 
Kratos with this God of War. They're redoing it. It's I want to see how he is going to work with the Norse uh, patrons or uh, sorry pantheon. Like I'm, I want to see how this works because that one woman was like, mm, these gods are a little bit probably going to be a little bit more ruthless. So I'm like, I want to yeah. see how he, <laughs> I want to see how he performs. And this little kid is the little kid is. It's sort of like an AI controlled and you're, you know, or maybe you can control them in some instances, but it looked good. The gameplay looked good. I was like, but, but again, and we, it's still we got a to war. It. It's still got yeah. a war, but, but we expect to see war. it. war. He's still cutting folks heads and limbs off. And I give them, I give them kudos um, for taking an established beloved franchise mechanics and completely reworking them. Because, you know, a lot of people could have just said, oh, man, we're, that's not the Kratos. I want the chains. I want this. I want that. And then we don't know what the final product's going to entail, right? But from what they're showing, the gameplay mechanics are substantially different than what we've come to expect from a God of War game. But we still got that sense of scale. We still got those impressive vistas. We still got those that what seems to be visceral, brutal, brawler, you know, finishers. And I can't wait. I can't wait to play it. I say take as much time as you need. Just just do what you got to do. Yeah, to me, I don't know. They've taken the God of War franchise and, like, you know, it seems like at least for the last couple of God of War games, it's just, just balls as well, like Kratos versus the gods and just, like, um, massive, like, um, gods in in the foreground and battling and so on and so forth, just balls to the wall, just kind of action. And to me, uh, and if correct me if I'm wrong, if they kind of taken a step back and, and made it made it a lot more cinematic, made it more action adventure. There's the whole thing about the kid and then to be able to have the kid communicate with the monsters out in the field and trying to prove to Kratos that you know, like he was trying trying to teach his son in combat that. You know, you don't have any feelings for your enemy, but at the same time, his son's sitting there trying to talk to the um, creature, the, the gigantic creature that dropped out of the sea on mm. there and says, you know, way, way to end of that trailer said that uh, he says he wants to help. Yeah, the world serpent. There. Mm. Yes. You know, it's just, which is from Norse mythology. So it's just like, I'm really excited because I've always been a fan of like, you know, Greek and Norse mythology. So to actually have him, like, like I want to see him battle like Odin, I want to see him battle Thor. I want to see him battle Balder. Like I want to see him fight, you know, these 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 characters. And also I'm happy to see that he his character has evolved. You know, mm-hmm. he he is still, you know, the, the the ghost of Sparta, but he's 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 different now. He he he's, you know, this this father to this kid and I'm just excited. Like I, I'm like I want to see what this story. It, it, it looks like it actually has a story. Not to say that the original God of War fr- uh, trilogy and all those games didn't have a story, and I played them all. It's just this seems a little bit more um, fleshed out. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not like going for shock value. It's like this is a like a real, fully fledged story. I mean, I'm getting that, and I hate to say it, but and. and and I, I guess it's I, I think it's fine to say it, but I hate to say it. I'm getting that Last of Us kind of vibe. And I think a lot of people are. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing for God of War. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm in it. Like this is what you're doing. Cool. Let's let's do it. Mm-hmm. Very much so. 
What did you guys think of the opening as far as with the uh, sitar and the whole Uncharted, the Lost Legacy? And I know that's when the sound was crapping out, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool. I thought it went a little too long, like, into the games, but it was nice, I, I, fully functional. I, again, this this whole PlayStation um, presentation just seemed so somber. You know, he came out in a suit. He was, you know, this, this and it just, I, I don't know. It just seemed like, it seemed like they just had to do it. It, it. it seemed like there was no, like, like excitement to be there. Like, he, even his presentation, like, he, he came in there, you know, he stumbled a little on his words. It was just like, okay, like, I got to go out here. I got to do this. And then I'm going to, then we're out. And I get it. Like, they have their own thing they do now, you know, and, and this was probably something they felt like, okay, we have to make a showing because it's E3, we have to be here, you know, but it, it sort of was like, ugh, you know, I, that that's what I got from, from the whole presentation. Everything that I saw was just this kind of like, ugh, you know, and then the zombies hanging from the ceiling, I was just like, okay, that's kind of cool, but, and then the sitar music was fun, but just everything about it just, it did, it just, I don't know, it, it didn't capture me at all. So... So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else would you guys thought, but that's pretty much, you know, all of it. I mean, we haven't seen anything yet. No. And then, no. What's no, all no, of it? No. What's more? Well, for what one, I was, I was like just adamant. So, as soon as I heard that Monster Hunter and I saw that sword, oh, for God's sake. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. I so, about you, that. you, you, you about can't that. pee on my parade over here. Sorry, I my mean. friend. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I uh yeah I I loved it I cannot wait welcome home Monster Hunter welcome home yes it you know the one thing that I saw about the um, the Monster Hunter game that really intrigued me um, it had some bits and pieces of um, oh gosh uh, my brain's not working what's that Capcom game that I loved uh, with the the it was the RPG the the fantasy RPG where you could Dragon's jump on Dogma. the back Dragon's Dogma yeah where it looked like the guy was jumping on uh, that thing and stabbing it in the head and oh, uh, I don't know all... if that's always been a part of Monster Hunter no. or not but no, that's where I recognize that that gameplay mechanic from is Dragon's Dogma and did you notice uh, uh, swimming swimming is back it looked like yes like he was swimming mm -hmm. and i was like the swimming is back it's like monster hunter world i was like the one thing i was sad about is he popped out that the grill kit and the music didn't start i was expecting the music to start and it fucking <laughs> yeah i wanted so that start yeah no. but yes monster hunter is back yeah. i am excited i cannot wait to play multiplayer monster hunter on the ps4 thank you i'll be playing so i'll be playing much. that one really yeah, oh sure. so excited four yeah. player co-op running around slaying monsters like i'm sitting yeah. there so, so, so i was laying in the bed watching this like i got home i was super tired i got into the bed i put on my headphones and i watched it on my phone and when that monster hunter trailer came up and i see him walking around and i saw that great sword i was like you are shitting me <laughs> what <laughs> oh i was like damn yeah thank welcome home <laughs> and just to give more information about the game, it is coming multi-platform. It's not a Sony PlayStation exclusive. There is going to be exclusive content on the PlayStation platform, but it will be out for both um, PlayStation 4 and also Xbox One. So it will be out first quarter of 2018. 
is the uh, proposed release date with PC coming later afterwards. So mm-hmm. on so, that, okay. other, stu- other stuff on the show, what do you guys think of Shadow of the Colossus? Uh, I thought that uh, I know Bluepoint is working on this developer. Bluepoint has done a lot of other HD remasters. And so um, looks phenomenal to me. I don't know what you guys felt about it, but uh, it's a definitely day one for me. So looks a cute. I never nice. finished the first one. I never yeah. finished the original. Same here, Kevin. I never finished it, so I probably will end up picking it up, especially if it's at a discounted price because I still have the original sitting on my mm-hmm. shelf. So great game. So a remake was yeah. definitely. I, I hope this is a is a is a a shadow of what of, of what's to come when we get a Shadow of the Colossus too. But who knows. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And then uh, Marvel versus Infinite uh, had a tr- story trailer. Surprise, surprise. I don't know how you could massage a story f- between the, the Capcom characters and the Marvel characters, but uh, uh, I was amused by it. What, what's uh, your guys' opinions on the uh, story trailer that was shown? Um, as a comic book fan, I thought it was great. I love comic books. I thought it was fun, but I'm sorry. A, f- a friend of mine posted this on Facebook, and I have to agree with him. The Chun Li looked horrible. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> that Chun Li looked bad compared to her Street Fighter Four uh, or Street Fighter Five. It bad, bad, mm. bad, 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 mm. bad, bad, bad. Yeah, I thought the CG was okay, but some of the characters kind of look off-putting. I mean, I saw Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts in there too. Because <laughs> my head through his ass. I thought, oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I think this go, this is an example of how much Nether Realms has shaken up the fighting game genre, because I don't think if Nether Realms had put so much emphasis on story in you know beginning with what Mortal Kombat Nine, I don't think we'd be seeing a an actual story mode in Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Infinite. I agree. I think they've hit, they've set the bar so high. And I, I really just wish I love I I liked the the combat mechanics in those Mortal Kombat games. Otherwise, I'd I'd be buying all of them. But they're saying why aren't fighting games getting the same type of attention, content-wise, that other genres are? And they have really been cranking the story content, uh, particularly and and Injustice Two is just mm-hmm. a, a you know, a continuance of that trend that they've been doing. And I think Capcom said, you know, because they got burned so bad with Street Fighter V and seeing what, you know, what Namco's doing with Tekken 7 and seeing what uh, what Arxis has done with Blaze Blue, you know, in particular. Um, but Nether Realms kind of gets the kind of gets the nod for pushing this because of you know the popularity of the the Mortal Kombat and the DC franchises. I think they have set the tone for fighting games in the future. You've got to have more than multiplayer and a pasted in you know story mode. There's got to be more content to it. I think otherwise, I don't think we'd be seeing a story mode in a in a in a versus game. I really don't. I think it's because of Nether Realms' uh, uh, influence in the fighting game in the fighting game genre. 
Well, I'm thinking too as well. I mean, even though you know traditionally Marvel versus Capcom, at least especially three, is so technical and so fast paced that it's more geared for hardcore fighting game fans. I know, especially with the uh, introduction of the Avengers characters and the you know the Guardians of the Galaxy characters, that they might be trying to make this more of a mainstream title on that than you know maybe Marvel versus Capcom 3 was previously on that. I think they're going for a larger reach for sure. Yeah, they're trying to compete that. with uh, Injustice. I totally agree. They're yeah. trying to compete with Injustice. I mean, that's just yeah. what they're trying to do. You know. And two, a couple other third-party games that were kind of shown at the PlayStation press conference. And, Kevin, you can be a witness to this. That Call of Duty World War II trailer got me going. I was hot. <laughs> I was hot. But I was hot for the wrong, for the wrong reason. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I slept through it. Well, as soon as I saw the beginning of the trailer and it talked about the Europe, um, my thoughts went to uh, the first resistance fall of man on the playstation 3 <laughs> and we talked about last you. Week. yeah yeah i was uh when, once they mentioned russia i was like oh damn this is it this is it and i was like i actually stood up and i was like they're, they're gonna do it i can't believe it they're gonna do it resistance oh they're gonna do it oh wait wah, wah, wah. Oh. <laughs> Since I activision presents i was like damn it that's where she didn't kick your monitor so do a karate I would have chop kevin's monitor and i think he wouldn't be appreciated oh you're at kevin's house oh sorry i didn't realize you're at we'll kevin's house for this. <laughs> yeah so uh, what I saw, it's Call of Duty. Okay, I'm not really. I mean, we both me and Kevin reserved the game because it was part of our GameStop shenanigans. So we'll see Lord. if we uh, actually buy the game proper or not. You know, uh, especially since it's World War II based. I think you want to kill some Nazis, right, Kevin? Um, I'm curious to see how the story turns out. Um, yeah. I've and again, the last Call of Duty game that I played, the first and last one I played was Modern Warfare 2. So I missed all the prior World War II Call of Duty games before that. So this is technically going to be my, this would technically be my first uh, uh, step into World War II Call of Duty. So, you know, I'll see what it, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it yeah. a chance. It just depends at that point in time whether Destiny 2 still has its hooks, right? Probably. Oh, oh well, that's a given. Yeah. That's yeah. a given, you know. It, it all boils down to will I have enough spare time to 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 run through a six-hour story in first person, and that's probably what it'll boil down to. Yeah, and they did show Destiny Two trailer. Definitely got my uh, blood flowing a little bit. They showed the uh, exclusive content for PlayStation fans, which is going to be a strike called the Lake of Shadows, exclusive ship called the City Apex. Exotic weapon, which is a sniper rifle called Boralis, and a PvP map, which is called Retribution. All that uh, will be coming to PC and Xbox One at a later date. So they got to pay for that marketing. Sony's Cashola has to get them something. So that's yep. what they got. But they paid for it right, right there on that. Uh, and there's really nothing more to be said about the trailer, though. It, that that music and just the motif. You got to see the protagonist, uh, though. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I, I thought he was cool. Yeah, cool deal. And then, of course, 
um, Detroit Become Human was also shown. Quite a lengthy trailer to get a little bit more of a backstory with the um, whole nuts and bolts behind that game. Like I said, nuts and bolts. Yeah. These uh, androids, of course. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. But uh, <laughs> I, I like that. Um, it's uh, it's it's uh, based after uh, uh, Williams, the uh, the the black advocate. So that was kind of cool. Um, so he's actually it's modeled after him. So I thought it was really kind of interesting. But I like it that you can either play the um, you can either play it as a pacifist or you can play it as as a combatant. So I thought that was really kind of fun. Um, the choices that you could make it makes I think it makes replayability a lot a lot better. I'm hoping that it's uh, a lengthy story, um, but who knows? Who knows? I'm pretty sure. I mean, are you a fan of? Uh uh, Quantic Dreams previous games like Heavy Rain or um, Beyond Two Souls. Never played heavy... any of them. Yeah, no, no, so sorry. They're... I, I, no, sorry. I, I played a little bit of Beyond Two Souls, but um, I couldn't really get into it. You know. Yeah, so it's the same type of gameplay. I'm hope you know it's going to be like you know where it's a lot of uh, a story motif, a lot of choices that you have to make. You know, almost like yeah. in a way, almost like a, a Mass Effect or something. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, definitely more uh, geared towards the story. I know um, I'm looking forward to at least seeing it. I think the cinematics look pretty damn good. I even mentioned the Kevin, like, you know, Android's Lives Matter on there. <laughs> Android's <laughs> pretty Lives bad. Matter. Yeah. Well, hey, that's what it's about. It's about a revolution, you know, and how yeah. he's able to touch people and, you know, make them like you uh, make their programming change, you know, so. Yeah. But yeah, but that was pretty much it, though, wasn't it? No, yeah, well, the last but not least, and you with being, especially being a comic book fan and all, what did you think of uh, Insomniac Spider-Man? Oh, Spider-Man, forgot about that uh, because it 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 really blew my mind. Like I was like, okay, this is like again. I don't like the costume. I do not like the the white in the white in it. But because I'm just a traditionalist, I like just. There's nothing wrong with the, with the classic red and blue. But other than that, having Mr. Negative, for those who don't know, that's the guy he was fighting. And Wilson Fisk, and just everything looked really good. A lot of the quick times is kind of cool. But so. Yeah, I think the gameplay overall looks solid, though. I mean, it kind of reminded me, funny thing is, God of War kind of reminded me of a little bit. So just the fact that, you know, it's almost, it reminded me almost like uh, Kratos. Uh, that Spider-Man was Kratos with the web slings coming yeah, out of his arms. Kinda, so, but I, I liked it. I, th- I thought the fluid, the movement looked good. His fighting, sort of weird Caparero style was kind of cool, but I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too, yeah. But uh, that was pretty much uh, Sony's uh, E3 presser. And, and it was, I think on initial thought, myself, at least my thoughts about it, I was disappointed, but I've kind of taken more of a long view of it given the fact that it was only an hour, given the fact that they wanted to show what they wanted to show on that, uh, you know, to me it wasn't as, because they didn't have to uh, make a a statement like Microsoft, I think, did with the new hardware announcement. I think they're just kind of filling in the gaps, kind of letting uh, everyone know that, uh, you know, that they are still here, that uh, they are the market leader. Uh, They didn't go through 
any slides like they've done before in, in Sony press conferences that are traditionally like they go on and say, oh, we had so many sales this year. And like, you know, and they've released that information separately mm -hmm. on that. They've kind of established themselves as the market leader right now. And it kind of showed, I mean, I know you thought uh, Mr. Layden was kind of unprofessional with the way he kind of uh, went about his business. But at the same time, um, you know, I, I don't think he's meant to be a, a CEO. I think, you know, he was a little bit nervous, uh, but he's always been that way. But I kind of appreciate him because it makes him a little bit more real and less fake, mm. you know, okay. in my opinion. So, but uh, that's E3 so far in a nutshell. Um, this is not going to be a traditional show. We're not going to go into any what we've been playing or any um, as far as what's coming up. Uh, out this week, there's only one game coming out this week, which is Arms on the PlayStation uh, Nintendo Switch. Yeah, <laughs> almost it. And then we're gonna do another show. Uh, we're gonna be recording uh, next Sunday as well, so we'll be popping that yeah. up on Monday. So that'll be our E3 wrap up. So that'll be the Nintendo uh, press conference and and a couple other ones that throughout the rest of the week. So yeah, I definitely want to talk about uh, some other games that maybe have not as been as heralded. Uh, on the show that wasn't on a per se on a E3 stage that might want to talk about a little bit more. Um, one game that kind of caught my eye, which we'll talk about next time is this game called, um, strange brigade, which is coming out from a rebellion. And, uh, it's a four player co-op uh, shooter kind of set in the 1930s and the whole motif looks bananas. It's by the same development team as the sniper elite, uh, Desmond. So, I'm definitely thinking you should probably check at least a trailer out on that, and we'll talk about it more next week. So Cool. Sounds good. All right. So unfortunately, Kevin had to go, um, so he will not be uh, saying his goodbye. But Kevin, you know, of course, you know, thanks you for, for being being here with us to listen to the show. He will be returning next week. He's had to go take care of some business. So, um, so yeah, but uh, I personally want to say thank you all for tuning in for our, our first part of our E3 uh our E3 show um, and stay tuned for more uh, E3 on our next show because it's, Hey, it, it's, it's, it's like the mega, mega gaming time right now. So you know. yes, put it, put it in my veins. Yep. So, <laughs> so, uh, so thank you so much for, for seeing us. I'm Desmond. And this is Trader Joe. And yeah, we'll you can catch, uh, you. you can catch uh, uh, Kevin at uh, show enough 71. You can catch me at Nemo cub. Um, and you can catch Joe at uh, Joe Fungool. So um, on Twitter, yeah, on Twitter. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Peace.